I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and cry about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Abby. Hello. Hey, we also get horny on this podcast. Oh, yes, we do. Sad and horny, part two. (laughs) Are you sad taco host tonight? Are you no, no, happy I'm pizza a, host? I'm happy pizza host. Yeah, um, Chris should be bringing me my pizza at any moment now. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, it's a DiGiorno. So mm. fancy. You know I love DiGiorno pizza. Me too. They're really good. They just have like a sweet, like they're a little bit sweet, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like the crust is a little bit sweet. And so yeah, the, I feel like it makes you want to eat good. more. Yeah. I don't know. The crust it's, is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I I'm Midwestern. So I dip my pizza in ranch. Do you have THC ranch? No. <laughs> that is a thing. It is a thing. There is a THC ranch dip mm. out there in the world. You know, I feel like that's probably effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would dip my pizza in it. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I feel that. That's <sighs> okay. Let's start with in the span of how many days? Two, three. When did we record Monday? Or was no, Tuesday? we recorded on Tuesday. It was oh, yeah. Revenge of the Fifth. Yes, because we're we have to record Tuesdays now. Fucking Billy. Billy has new rules, apparently. <laughs> um <laughs> his game is open right now and he is not inside the house. I don't know where he is. So oh. if he comes in here like, what are you doing? I told him. What a stab. Yeah. He can go play chess with his old man friends. Yes. No, he's playing uh, COD, which I also hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I saw a meme the other day that was like, or maybe it was like a tweet or something. I can't remember. That was like, I wonder what all the guys who like play COD all the time feel about their girlfriends playing Animal Crossing now and ignoring <laughs> them. Also, wait, can I ask why you call it COD and not COD? Because I called it COD. I think to you once, and you were like, "What's that?" <laughs> no, I did not. It was, maybe it hasn't. It was, maybe it wasn't you then. Oh, Chris just bought me pe- brought me pizza and ran. I almost grabbed the wrong. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Jess says hi. Hi, Jess. Hi. <laughs> Where's my okay? Pizza bye, Chris. I love you. Love you too. Yay! <laughs> Fucking get you a man who will make you DiGiorno <laughs> 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 and margaritas. And sometimes cut you fruit, even though you're allergic to it. But oh, you eat it anyway. It's a labor of love, man. That's how it you know. the Asian love language. It really is. <laughs> it really is. I'll just be like, I cut fruit. One time while I was... God, this is a Star Wars podcast. One time while I was working, <laughs> Chris came in to bring me lunch. And it was uh, lumpia and then strawberries. And I'm like, this really means you love me. <laughs> Oh, man. We talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so in the span of however many days it's been since we last recorded, we have new news, which is mm-hmm. crazy. That I feel like that never happens anymore. <laughs> um, is it confirmed news or is it kind of like rumor news? It's not on StarWars.com, but Hollywood Reporter, which I don't know how they're not super whatever. It's not confirmed, but I don't see them putting this out there like something this big without it being like he's at least making a cameo if not you know just showing up also like i hate 
saying this, but it was teased in the episode where Fennec Shan dies. That that was mm, him. Everybody mm-hmm. was like suspecting that was him. So it's already been kind of like a thing that people think is happening anyway. Yeah. Did we say um, what was going on? <laughs> oh, so Tamara Morris. <laughs> I'm really, being a really bad host. I'm sorry. Um, not keeping us on track. I'm like not even saying the news. So um, Tamara Morrison is supposedly going to return to play Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. Um, and possibly others? Possibly others. Since he is the clone, he could play any of the clones. Yeah. Um, More sad clones. More yeah. sad clones. Because we, as far as we know, Rex is still alive. Bring back fives. <laughs> bring back oh. fives. <laughs> then fives. If you could bring back Maul, you could bring back Maul. If you could bring back Boba Fett, you can bring back fives. Absolutely. He's gonna fuck all your wives. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to make a sticker. Fives is gonna fuck all your wives. <laughs> that should be a part of our merch. It should be. I'll I'll write it down. Um, but yeah. So this I so. To be fair, I have hated on Boba Fett for a long time, but mostly because I hate Boba Fett's fans. Yep. <laughs> and, and people Billy. who try to fan cast John Hamm as Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. And just like the, I don't know, like, I don't know, trying to make Boba Fett more important than he is, I guess. And I feel like Clone Wars did a good job of like making him like a sympathetic character, I think. And I appreciated that. I was like, I've never cared about Boba Fett. And I kind of do now, even though he's a little brat. But to be fair, like, everybody's dead. And he <laughs> became a criminal. So, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like, he saw his father beheaded. So As one, as one does. Um, yeah. but, he's a traumatized um, child. Yeah. <laughs> Who among us, though, Boba? Who among <laughs> us? You're not special. <laughs> we all have trauma. Uh, I, too, have a vendetta against Mace Windu. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um... But a lot of people do in Star Wars Twitter, apparently, which I found very interesting. I was like, wow. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a few minutes because Mace comes back to us. Um, but I feel like the main exciting thing about this is that Tamara Morrison is a Maori actor and we will have him in a like live action capacity. So there will be a Maori actor portraying a you know stupid white fanboy fan favorite character. And it's like kind of like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm very excited. Everyone in Star Wars is brown. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Everyone. So. And gay. Yes. <laughs> um, oh. There's also been um, rumors going around, um, which these were bound to happen, but rumors going around that Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Anakin in the Kenobi show. Um. Mm. It's going to become one of those things where it's just exhausting until they finally confirm it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they used like footage from Revenge of the Sith um, and or kind of what they did in Tross, where like technically Hayden Christensen was in Tross, but he was just a voice. So which that kind of comes up again for us in these next two Clone Wars episodes as well, because <laughs> they- uh, yeah, they use his the the voice the the audio from Revenge of the Sith, but he's yeah. not technically in it, but he kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't care either. I mean, I love 
I like Hayden and I think he's a good actor. I think he did a good job with Anakin for what he was given. And I would, I wouldn't mind if he was in it, but I also am not like as crazy about that as some other people. I'm kind of like, yeah, if it happens, cool. But if not, yeah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I'm way more excited about a Maori actor playing Boba Fett yeah. <laughs> than I am white same. Hayden Christensen playing another angry Sith boy. <laughs> same, big same. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, I don't know. It's too bad that Taika's not directing though, because that would be really cool. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this could be a jumping-off point for I don't know. Taika could oh. just randomly put Boba Fett in his movie, depending on what it is. Like, Ooh, Taika, do it. I mean, even if he's like not supposed to be alive or not relevant, he could just do it anyway. <laughs> or just have like, I, a random clone. <laughs> did I send you the TikTok of like, if Taika Waititi had directed every Star Wars? <laughs> this is guy like, it would like the super recreating, Kiwi accent. <laughs> yeah, recreating Luke finding out Vader is his father. <laughs> it's very funny. You had to it's, be there. Yeah, it's very funny. That uh that New Zealand accent. Saf. Mm-hmm. Saf is one of the only people that I can fully understand with that accent, to be fair. Oh <laughs> I no. Know, I know. I don't know what it is, but any type of English speaking country that is not an American accent, I cannot understand. I have to use subtitles really? when we watch British shows, when we watch Australian South African, New Zealand, all of those. Like, I cannot understand people. Can you understand <laughs> Irish and Scottish folks? <laughs> oh, f- absolutely not. <laughs> like, uh, me and Billy are wa- rewatching, or no, we're not rewatching, but we're watching the new season of Westworld, and there's a Scottish guy on it, and he's like, What is he saying? I'm like, I don't know. You made me turn off the closed caption. I can't understand what he's saying. I don't know if he's speaking English. Like, so we, we turn that on the closed caption hilarious. now. <laughs> what? That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I can understand people speaking American English with accents fine, just fine. But I cannot understand, like, English-speaking countries' English. (laughs) Yeah, it's very weird. Maybe you need to uh, get cultured. (laughs) (laughs) I love all cultures. (laughs) (laughs) Have some mayo. (laughs) Hey, I love mayo. Japanese mayo is far superior to Good. mayo. Mayo is good. Mayo is delicious. Mayo makes ranch. Mayo does make ranch. So that is our news. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and good night. (laughs) All righty. Let's get back into being sad. We're going to talk about Shattered and Victory and Death, and it might kill us. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be even sadder. (laughs) Nice knowing everybody. So Shattered. Um, this is the episode where Bo-Katan says, I wish I was good at something other than war, which yes. Ahsoka and Rex, check, check. Everybody, uh-huh. everybody, Kanan, everybody who grew up in the fucking Jedi Order at this point, except for the younglings that Anakin kills, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know. To be fair, they didn't grow up. I was going to say, they didn't actually see war. <laughs> they were just inside the temple the whole time. So, <laughs> And then they didn't get to grow up. Yeah. So, you know, they count them out. Um, Yinglings. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I would just like to reiterate that I need to see more of Bo-Katan and she better come back on the Mandalorian and she better not be fucking dead or I will be very upset. And she should be a lesbian with the armor. Ooh. Yeah. I like this. And they have like conflicting views about the way because Bo-Katan mm. is fine with taking off her helmet. Uh, but the armor 
Mer is obviously not. Ooh, what if Bo-Katan is absolutely just like your weird dogma is bullshit? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not down for well, that. Oh, oh, I can't remember which episode it was in, but do you remember Maul's speech to, uh, it, it had to have been in episode two, um, the Phantom Apprentice where Maul is talking to all of his Maul Mandos. And he was just like, I promise you, you will die on the battlefield as a warrior and stuff. And he says something along the lines of, it is not your way to cower in sewers. In sewers. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm really fucking hoping that we're going to get more into the Great Purge uh, in Mando season two. And maybe they'll talk about Maul or some shit. I don't fucking know. But that, <laughs> I, I, that had to have been a nod. There's no way. That it couldn't have been. Oh, no, I agree. Absolutely. No. I, I completely forgot about that. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I saw someone tweet about that and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, we need to talk about this. And I didn't write it down. So, of course, I'm going to forget it because I am a goldfish. Um, so this is where we start to sync up with the uh, time. Well, we already kind of did, but really start to sync up with the timeline in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we get to the I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi part of the Jedi Council meeting, and it, uh, uh, me and Billy screamed. <laughs> we were like, oh my god, it's happening. Um, this whole episode, you're just waiting for Ordi Order 66 to happen. Like, you know it's going to happen at any moment at this Beast. point. Ordi 66? Ordi? What did I say? Orgy 66? <laughs> no, that's Order 69. <laughs> hey, but um, yeah. Nice. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter make a video of matching up um, the scene in Clone Wars with I Sense a Plot to Destroy the Jedi to um, show that Anakin and Ahsoka missed each other by seconds. Because Anakin was initially at that council meeting. And then and he then, left. And then he left. And, and then right, Ahsoka walks in with Rex uh, to huh? explain, hey, we have Maul. Cool. R slash misconnections. <laughs> Oh my god. Um pain. Pain. And never scene, love anything. The scene, which I know you probably hate because Yoda's in it, but um, you know, Ahsoka walks in and is like, hey, like I captured Maul. And they're, you know, they're like, thank you for, you know, everything. And she's like, oh, I was just doing my duty as a citizen of the Republic. And Yoda's kind of like, not as a Jedi. Like, you don't want to come back. Um, and and then, she's like, no, bitch, fuck you. <laughs> and then Mace like turns that back around on her later and is like, uh, you know, because he starts talking about Sidious or Palpatine. I can't remember if he's what he says, but I mean, Ahsoka knows both names at this point. Um, yeah, I think he says it depends on the chancellor, right? I think along those lines. Yeah. Anyway. And she's like, oh, what? Tell me more. And he's like, I'm sorry, citizen <laughs> like, <laughs> for the Jedi only. See ya. Um, this is an A and B conversation, so yeah. see your way out. Which, fair, like, yeah, you know, you chose to leave, <laughs> bye. And <laughs> this is like, a taco burrito conversation. Oh Matt my chose. God. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. you. <laughs> no, you <laughs> don't. You're back to being sad, taco host. Um, <laughs> You've been demoted. <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of people were giving Mace shit about this. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, he just fucking sucks. He's so mad, whatever. But like, no, he's like protecting what he knows is, well, 
within his view, his truth at this point, which is like his intelligence as like a Jedi council person. Like they don't want the sensitive information to get out. Like there's talking to someone in front of a clone commander, you know, like, right. right. <laughs> so like, that's just like basic, I don't know, military operation. I feel right. Even like you wouldn't, not you wouldn't, military people, but <laughs> not supposed to be, but. <laughs> like you think they discuss the seal team six operation in front of a bunch of civilians. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or even someone that quit and it was like, Hey, just dropping in to give you guys coffee. Like, no, that's not going to happen. I, I'm now the coffee boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, bye coffee boy. You cannot hear this conversation. Um, and it's really sad because she's like, okay, I get it. You know, we'll leave. And everybody starts to disappear off the hollows and Yoda's the last person. And he's like, so hopeful. And he's like, is there anything you would like to tell Skywalker? And Ahsoka says he, no. And he addresses her as Padawan. Yeah, he does. And she says, Master, um, I know you don't care, but I really wonder now, like, if Yoda knew that she survived all of this. Oh, yes, she does. He does, because he, he talks with her in Rebels. Do you remember oh, that? That's right. Yeah. And he refers to her as Padawan in Rebels, and I hate the Yoda design in Rebels. He looks so gross. (laughs) I do, too. Because, you know, Ezra convened and conversed with Yoda, too. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah. Ugh, that's weird. I have issues with Rebels. We won't go there right now. Um, But I don't know. I just felt really sad in this moment because Yoda just looks really hopeful. Like, he... I feel like... I don't think he knew, but he knew something was going down at this point, something with Anakin. Because he, like, in Revenge of the Sith, like, senses, like, Anakin being, like, weird, right? Or is that in Clone Wars? Yeah. No, I I think in, like, in because Anakin has this whole conversation with Yoda about his, his nightmares and, yeah. and being fearful of losing the ones he loves. And that's when we get, like, rejoiced for those who join the Force. And it's just like, mm. Not what he needs to hear. Yeah. Um, and I think that further pushes Anakin towards making the decisions that he makes. Yeah. Again, Anakin is a grown ass man and makes his own <laughs> decisions, but I'm sure that didn't help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I feel like Yoda really believes that. Like he's not just saying that to just be like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, for platitudes. sure. Like he absolutely believes that. And so I don't know. I feel like in this moment, like he knows something's up, and he, I know. He understands that him and Ahsoka have a bond. Hell, like he knows that Anakin got too close to Ahsoka and like was oh, having yeah. issues with attachment. Um, but he also they- specifically gave him a Padawan. I know, so he could work on his issues with attachment. Boy, did that backfire! Um, God, we could do a whole episode on child rearing and the Jedi Order and what they did wrong. But I don't yes, know. I just, could. I feel like he's looking to her to like fix this situation. And when she doesn't want to, he's like, I understand. I get it. Like, we fucking threw you out, basically. But I was kind of hoping you'd want to talk to your friend (laughs) and, like, make him see the light or something. Go ahead. I don't remember if we talked about this last time. But, yes, we did. Because we talked about, like, do you think if Ahsoka had also been on Mustafar, if things would have changed? Yeah. Um. But I'm just like thinking of all the moments that maybe Ahsoka could have, you know, been there and like what could have been different. But uh, never, you're never going to fucking catch me here like saying this again. I appreciate Yoda understanding 
Mm. <laughs> this is making me physically ill. Um, <laughs> that it's not Ahsoka's job, yeah, uh, to to reign in Anakin. Because um, I'm wondering if like he had the same thought process as we did of like, oh, if we get Ahsoka back in here, could this prevent um, Anakin from doing anything stupid? Yeah. <laughs> um, not but that then she ever be- stopped him before, so I don't right. know where this line of logic came <laughs> right. from, Obi Wan or Yoda. But right. you know, but like <laughs> the things are different now. Yeah, but like being like, okay, that's not your path. That's not your path. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you'll never hear me say that again. <laughs> um. And then there's Obi Wan, who's like, "Can you do this?" And she get mad, and he like, mm-hmm. "Well, can you do this anyway?" <laughs> anyway um at the very end of the scene rex is like why didn't you tell him what maul told you about anakin and it broke my fucking heart because that means rex knows what happened when it happens like i was thinking in rebels that rex still didn't know that anakin was darth vader but at this point like they clearly have spoken at length about the stuff that Maul said, and probably afterwards too, because they were together for quite a bit. I mean, we don't know how long, but a bit of time. Like, I'm sure she like expressed her suspicions. Well, and like there had to have been something that went along with Order 66 that like made it clear that Anakin Skywalker was not a target. Um uh-huh. Because, like, their Order 66 is to eliminate all of the Jedi. Well, Anakin at that point is not a Jedi, but how would they know that unless they were told otherwise? Um, Unless Order 66 discluded Anakin all along, um, which would definitely be part of... I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't um, either. But why? If that I, was I, part of Palpatine's plan. That's a very risky. That's a risk to take, though. Oh yeah. Because like, what if he wasn't? Palpatine takes many risks, and they fucking survived work out, most no. of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true, dude. That could have gone very wrong. Oh, he was yeah. very confident in his ability to turn him. Wow. Oh yeah. Well, ooh, I keep burping. Sorry. I mean, to be fair, in a gross way, like he groomed him from childhood. So like. I, I I understand his confidence in being like, oh, I'll get him to turn. Don't worry. So there's a there something had to have been there where Rex would have known that Anakin wasn't included. But I feel like he talks about in Rebels like missing his general. But maybe I, I he does with Kanan. He talks about because he talks about how like he like I worked for the best the most powerful Jedi or like the most amazing Jedi in the world or whatever. Like he says something like that, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm wondering like if that is the case, like Rex knows that maybe he's doing what Obi-Wan does and like Vader and Anakin aren't the same people because he has to separate them in his mind. Or maybe Um, he's just having doing that to survive. Yeah. (laughs) Not completely destroy himself. Yeah. Um, But I feel like, if Rex knew, he would have told Ahsoka. I don't know. I feel like Ahsoka knew, though. She just, like, was probably... Same thing. Was like, I know, but I don't want to fully form that thought. Because <laughs> then it's real. Until it's confirmed for her in Rebels. Yeah. I. 
Because isn't there a line where she says like I didn't I didn't want to believe it or something like that? But I think so. And then in Twilight of the Apprentice, there's like I was beginning to think I knew who you were underneath that mask, but I was wrong. My master would never be as horrible as you or something like that. Oh, I don't. I mean, I, I feel like they left that vague on purpose, but <laughs> <laughs> just make us wonder and have heartbreak even more. I don't know. Pain. Take yeah. a drink. <laughs> Take a drink. Um, so we go to Maul being in the bondage box, um, and he looks real mad. He's Maul bondage box. <laughs> <laughs> all right well fucking i know it was charlie who posted that on our page that was like hey <laughs> malls all tied up in there um but he looks so mad he's just like seething in there and he like can't do anything and it's really funny but it's you know, also kind of hot <laughs> we love to be a bratty bottom to a top so um yeah. and <laughs> Ahsoka is kind of like, I thought like you guys got rid of all of these. And Bokuten's like, well, there was a time when we needed these to continue force-wielding maniacs. <laughs> um, but this is the last one. Like my sister outlawed them. So this is all we got. Um, I noticed in this moment that the troopers that are escorting Maul onto the shuttle are red. Yep. Is that a Revenge of the Sith thing that I'm just forgetting about? Or is this uh, like mall troopers here? No, <laughs> just be symbolic or something. No, because there was the there were the red troopers in Revenge of the Sith. They were also in <laughs> earlier episodes of the Clone Wars because they were the ones to arrest Ahsoka. I don't remember that. So are they like the Force user police force or something? What is happening? Yeah, I don't know. That's worrying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote in all caps, all of this is so stressful. We know what's going to happen soon. It's not happening yet. Just happen. Ah. <laughs> um, we go on the Star Destroyer now, and all of the dudes that are in the control area, the, what do you call it? The bridge look like Imperials now. They are in Imperial uniforms with the little hats. Yep. And the, and the pants and the boots. And it's like, oh, God, it's happening. Um. And this is where Ahsoka and Rex have their conversation and they're just standing there like watching hyperspace together. And it's like, it's beautiful, but it's terrible because <laughs> this conversation is like what was teased in the trailer. Like all they've known is war, but like without it, the clones wouldn't exist. We clones have mixed feelings about the war. Oh, like, bless whoever wrote that line, even if it is Dave Filoni, because <laughs> We needed to hear that. And I feel like a lot of that has been implied in the Clone Wars, but the fact that they just came right out and said it is like, damn. Like, I really appreciate the trust that Clone Wars puts, well, most of the time. I appreciate the trust that Clone Wars most of the time puts in its audience to be smart and like get it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Because I don't feel like all animated Star Wars does that. <laughs> Just you can say rebels, it's fine. <laughs> I have we haven't watched like resistance. I'm, I'm trying not to be an asshole, but they, I, they all know how I feel. So you're whatever. gonna make Ash and Lynn cry. I'm gonna make Kate cry too. You're gonna make knows. Kate cry. <laughs> you bitch. Um, so in this moment, I don't know if you have anything else to say about this conversation. 
I just, I, I, my heart smiled when, you know, Ahsoka says the Republic couldn't have asked for better soldiers, nor I a better friend. Um, I want to, in that moment though, I want to be like, you're more than a soldier, Rex. Like, yeah. You know, like, I feel like there's another moment where she said something about being a soldier and I have comments about that later, but, (laughs) um, this scene where they salute each other and he's like, Hey, do you want to go with me to hear the briefing? And she's like, no, I'm good. Like I'm done. You know, that's this, my last mission. Um, they salute each other and it mirrors that scene in rebels where they first see each other for, you know, the first time in a long time on the yes. And, and he goes to salute her. And then she just hugs she, like, him jumps into his arms. Uh, like, so, <laughs> so this is their last normal moment together where Order 66 hasn't happened. They don't know the Emperor is a Sith. Anakin hasn't turned yet. This is the last normal moment, normal quote, (laughs) moment that they have together. And it's destroyed in seconds. It is. Um, Because we start hearing Hayden's voice and Palpatine and Mace screaming (laughs) from (laughs) the Sith. I need him. And then we hear the, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Stabbed me in the heart. Oh my god! So, uh, and then they Rex gets a communication to enact Order sixty six, and the door opens, and Ahsoka's like, "What's happened? Did you feel that something's happened? It's Anakin," and he like fucking drops his helmet, and his hands are shaking. And all the clones come up to like shoot Ahsoka, and he's like, "No, I'll do it," which makes you think for a second that he hasn't, you know, yeah, he has no chip. Like he's cool, and he was just angry, but no, he tries to shoot her, and it's awful. And oh my god, but not before he tells her to find fives. When he said that, I was like, (gasps) "Find fives." It fucking hurts. It hurts so bad. And then he starts shooting at her. And then she gets on top of the briefing table and is like a badass. Like, mm. oh, that scene is so I think horrible. I think that was mocap mo- too. Was it? it moved? I, I, that's my educated guess. It just, I felt like it moved the way um, the Maul and Ahsoka fight did. Oh, interesting. But maybe not. I don't know. We need a, we need a making of, please, Dave Filoni. Thank you. I wouldn't ever ask that of any other thing except for this. <laughs> Dave, do us a solid for once in your life. <laughs> um, I'm I, Please talk about this. I'm asking you to talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this moment, the music is like this horrible, like dramatic shit. Ahsoka is like trying to defend herself without killing people, even though she's, you know, deflecting blaster bolts back at these clones. And... All of these men who adore her and have her face and her markings on their helmets are trying to kill her. It is horrible. Absolutely horrible. And then she Uh, cuts herself out of the ceiling and escapes. Which is fucking rad. Which, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Right after this, we see the clones walking around the hallway and they're doing like search and destroy. And they're all wearing the Ahsoka helmets. And it's just... It hurts. It's so cruel. Like, Dave, you came up with this? How could, how? Why do you want to cause everyone so much pain? Why? 
That is one thing I'll give Dave Filoni is he always makes me feel pain, whether it's good or bad, like good of the, ow, this really hurts in the best of ways. And then also pain because he's a pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Filoni is multifaceted. (laughs) With the pain. So Ahsoka goes to Maul's cell and he's all tied up and it's very sexy and he's like don't make me regret this and it's like the intro to a porno it's great um (laughs) and she's like go cause some chaos um it's what you're good at yeah um and it's funny because she um maul is like uh or she's like did you do this and he's like no like i didn't do it but i felt it and i know you did too and then he's She's like, oh, the clones turned against me. And he's like, oh, the clones. Like, how interesting. Like, and he's just like very much appreciates Sidious's plan, which I, as horrible as it is, I do as well. It's beautifully orchestrated and terrible. And who would expect that? No one. Um, And he's just like, oh, you know, evil geniuses. Let's unite. Um, And he wants to team up again. And he's like, only together will we survive it. Which I was like, okay, here's your chance. Here's another team up <laughs> moment. And then she's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Um, and she won't even give him a lightsaber to like help his survival. And he makes this grumpy ass face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rooting for you. I was like, oh. Um, this was the moment that made me a mall fucker. Really? There was just something about this exchange. Maybe it was because Maul was tied up and then he was just like, he was so excited. And then Soka's like, fuck off. And like, he's like, oh, there's something about it. I don't know. The rejection, the, the yeah. passion, the <laughs> <laughs> enemies <Yeah>. to lovers. <laughs> no, we don't ship them. <laughs> no, we she do not ship them. She is a them. child. So Ahsoka goes to the droids the astromechs and she makes all these little friends and it's so cute and the droids are so upset they're like what has happened and she's like i don't know and they're like having this cute little conversation and they're like we will help you and she's like okay it's gonna be dangerous like are you still in and they're like yes we're in i don't know what they're actually saying but that's the conversation that i imagine is happening and uh, I, I wrote this note. Um, it figures that Sidious wouldn't think to reprogram also all the droids because he doesn't uh-huh. think of them as beings. So yep. he only thinks well, of the, the army as uh, the threat, but not the people that service the army <laughs> and may keep it going. Yeah. Something I, I, I adore about these little droids is one of them is named Cheap. <laughs> His name is Cheap, and he and he sounds like Chopper, and it is <laughs> Dave Filoni indeed voicing him. Um, yep. And it does he Cheap uh, looks like the concept art of Chopper, so that's very obviously in addition to Filoni uh, voicing Cheap, a a nod to Chop. <laughs> so. I didn't even think about it like that, but that's really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheap and, then, and shop. And then, and then the other one is Gigi. And I'm Gigi. like, mm. <laughs> Gigi. Um, so I love how she's like, hey, pull up this, you know, hollow of like, you know, fives folder or whatever. And they're like looking through it and it's like locked. And she's like, oh, just use Anakin's password. And I was like, it is so 
Like, of course, Anakin would give Ahsoka his password because he's so fucking lazy and doesn't want to do his homework for anything. Like, he's just like, here, go look shit up for me. Here's my password. <laughs> like, that's such an Anakin move. <laughs> Anakin frequently gets me uh, emails from IT being like, never give out your password. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you guys want my password? <laughs> he's I don't want to read this briefing. Ahsoka, you read it. Here's my password. <laughs> he re- it's a it's a it's a, a company wide IT message, and mm. he replies all with his password. <laughs> like he misread it. He's like, "Oh, you guys want my password? Here it is." Oh, <laughs> uh, cracks me up. This is where we see Rex's report, which is also heartbreaking. Did we see He's this like, in the fives episodes in season no, five? Okay. No, and. and- and he's like, I know this is going to fall on deaf ears. And I'm like, <laughs> God, I love pain. I do too. It's fucking sad. Fives, you could have saved us all. <laughs> Fives, you could have fucked so many wives. <laughs> I'm sure he could have been the hero for everybody. We should make merch that says, Fives fucked my wife and all I got was this shitty t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, i'm writing this down (laughs) i'm so glad i'm bringing this meme into uh star wars twitter um so uh in this moment maul is causing some chaos and he is recreating the scene in rogue one where vader is walking down the tunnel uh but he doesn't have a lightsaber and it's very hot (laughs) yeah it is it was very hot and the music is very good right here and he just like keeps pulling panels off the wall to be shields that are just like floating in front of him as he's like determinedly walking down the hallway and he's like picking people up and throwing them against the ceiling and knocking them out and pulling their blasters out of their hands just like rogue one and then everybody tries to run away because they're like oh shit like we don't have weapons and they go to close the blast doors and he grabs one of the clones and pulls him back and his arm gets Chop- cut off which was so graphic i was like he fucking chops his arm off um but he's very smart because he needs the calm so like good, good on you smart motherfucker this is why i love him he didn't want to kill them he just wanted his arm for to know what was I happening mean, <laughs> like i wanted to kill them we don't know that. <laughs> Jess, <laughs> just part kidding. of being a mall fucker is you have to acknowledge that he's a piece of shit. Oh, Otherwise, we're just Snape wives. <laughs> 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 Let's bring in some more fandom discourse into our Star Wars fandom. I was a Snape wife, let me tell you. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I still knew he was a piece of shit. I just didn't care. Anyway. Um, I love how the droids trip Rex and trap him in that little thing. And he's like, hey, move out of the way. And they're just like, beep, beep, beep. And like, just like scooting around him. Beep, beep, um, beep. <laughs> so cute. And they turn into like a little droid gurney and like carry him away. I fucking love the droids so much in this episode. Well, because <laughs> then they broadcast Ahsoka being like, Rex, like, I know what's going on. Like, I found the thing about fives. And he's like, where is she? And then she's like, I'm right here, motherfucker. And then he gets knocked out. Carried away on the tops of the droids. Adorable. (laughs) Beep, boop, beep. So this is where we go to the med bay. And I don't know if I've ever cried more in Star Wars than this moment. (laughs) 
I don't know, actually. <laughs> I know. I had to watch Rogue One right after I watched this episode is all I have to say. But I'm pretty sure I cried more here than I ever have in any other Star Wars. Maybe when Carrie and Luke were talking in The Last Jedi, I cried more. But anyway, there has been yeah. different ramifications. <laughs> um, Ahsoka can't find the ch- or this the droid and the two the med droid and the is that cheap or is that another droid? It doesn't matter. Anyway, no, that's the R six. Yeah. Okay, let's see the astromech that looks like R two. Um. Yeah. They can't find the chip in in Rex's head. And so she goes and puts her hands around his face and says, I am one with the force and the force is with me. And then Rex starts saying it with her the f- as I'm he's like unconscious. I'm with the forest and the force is with me. Why is she saying that? Why? I don't, I don't know. Why does Chirrut know that? Is this I something? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. But I started hyperventilating. I was so broken in this moment. I was like, I have so many questions and I can't even voice them right now because I'm crying so hard right now. Uh, it's <laughs> but it's just so beautifully powerful. Oh my god. Oh Especially my god. since he starts chanting it with her. It so mirrors the moment in Rogue One where Baze comes back to the Force as Chirrut's <laughs> dying. <laughs> I'm legit crying right now. I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. <laughs> I uh, I have a couple of kiddos that are my clients that love Star Wars, and so when we do meditations, we do Jedi meditations. Um, and our mantra is always, I am one with the force and the force is with me. Cause you breathe in as you think I am one with the force and then you breathe out and the force is with me. So I'm um, a cool, I have, I have Star Wars therapist. <laughs> I've been trying to think of ways to do Star Wars yoga for a really long time and I'm just not enough with the pose puns, but no, we um, should collab. <laughs> you yeah. want to fucking collab on that? Oh, yeah. I did a few with my friend Michal. Um, she's kind of on Star Wars Twitter. She's, she writes for Hypeable. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it, that was a long time ago. <laughs> so I don't really remember what we talked about. But um, I was going to say, I have my Funko Pops in my office with me on a shelf. And Chirrut and Baze are staring at me right now. And they're they are watching over us. Space out And... Um, we are in the. We are one in the force with them. <laughs> Always. Force is with us. God. So, uh, the 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 mm-hmm, the clones start breaking through the door, and Ahsoka mm-hmm. has to defend herself and Rex because she don't want to die. Um, and she starts to to lose it. She, you know, she drops one of her lightsabers. She's like having a hard time deflecting, and Rex wakes up and he kills his brothers for her. And ow. ow. And yeah, kid, I'm okay. Lucky he calls her kid and it hurts so much. Oh my god. <laughs> kid. And he's like, how many? And he's like, Ahsoka, it's all of us. and so can you imagine what's going through her head right now it's all of us all the Jedi are on combat right now most likely she knows that everybody's fucking dead oh and she's gotta be feeling it 
Oh, yeah. She's feeling it. And I'm sure she thinks Obi-Wan's dead. I'm sure she thinks Plo Koon is dead because he is. And that's fucking terrible. Like, all of these Jedi that she's worked with. Like, like the fucking librarian. I forget her name. Yocasta. Like, all these people people that she's worked (laughs) with. The librarian. (laughs) Like, these people that she's worked with. And who's the old guy that works, that's like, hangs out in the library, too, that she went on a mission with to, like, find her lightsaber so she wouldn't get in trouble? Like, he's dead. Everybody's dead. He on like, moon die is dead. He yeah, no longer can <laughs> fuck. <laughs> literal dickhead man is now decaying. <laughs> His little dick, literal dickhead man is now flaccid. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh my god! Fine. Um. I hate that this next title of the last episode is Victory and Death, because who the fuck is victorious? No one. <laughs> Anakin. Palpatine. Palpatine are victorious. Can we, this is where I wanted to talk about the thing mm-hmm. that I was trying, that I briefly played the Clone Wars episodes while we were talking. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I figured it out. So we've been talking about about uh, the tap but the alcohol's kicking in. We've been talking a lot about how we owe oh Kevin Kiner our lives. Um, oh my god, I was gonna this is the first note I have. Go yep. Ahead. Um because the opening music mm-hmm. for the last episode mm-hmm. um is is not the same, not exactly the same, but pretty much the same as the funeral music mm-hmm. for both Qui-Gon and Padme's funerals. I wrote Ooh. the funeral music. Fuck me, kill me, I die. <laughs> uh huh. Ouch. Oh my god. Why? It's fucking terrible and oh. beautiful and amazing. <laughs> I have a lot. Podcast. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have a lot of like theories. Or not theories, but like things. I like to make connections between the music, and so mm. like I have an idea all about like why Qui Gon and Padme have this have similar funeral themes, and it's and there's no way that it's like John Williams being lazy and being like here's a funeral theme, but like now this adds to it, and that's something we can talk about another time. Qui Gon um, and Padme are connected in the Force, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka is also connected to them in the Force, and. Well, Anakin. <laughs> long story short, like Qui-Gon's death is the beginning of Anakin's Jedi journey. And then Padme's is the end. Um, you so much right now. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and then, you know, this is signifying like the, the end of his relationship with Ahsoka um, and the true death of everyone he loves. Uh, so, you know, just sad things. On a setting right now, and it's very poignant <laughs> to all of this conversation. I'm watching the sunset from my window. Oh mm. no! I know. <laughs> oh no! You can and think that of cloud peace and purpose. Is shaped like a separatist uh, gunship, <laughs> like a droid. Just, just start playing peace and purpose. No. Yeah. <laughs> or play. Your father would be proud of you. From or Guardian of the Wills, which is the most beautiful suite in all of Star Wars. Yeah, (laughs) Generoso and Hope Suite is also up there. Oh my god, 
that fucking. We also owe Michael Giacchino our lives. Shit. God bless all Star Wars composers at this point. Who did solos? Uh, John Powell. I don't remember that being like super memorable. Yeah, the most memorable stuff is like Emphasis themes. Oh, Um, right. And then um, on Savarine standoff, yep. um, you can hear parts of the resistance theme um, with a ba, da, yeah. da, 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 yeah. when uh, Enfys talked about how the people I resisted. Um, we should we could do like a whole fucking episode about different connections in the music. Mm-hmm. But I owe every single Star Wars composer my life. Same. Same. Um, where are we at? We haven't even started this episode yet. <laughs> Just talking about the, the music. music the <laughs> um, so <laughs> the first thing I wrote is, okay, try not to kill anybody coming through the door, but smash them with the heaviest blaster door. Like, that's not going to kill them. Okay, Ahsoka. Like, <laughs> um, I love this entire episode watching Rex and Ahsoka as a team. Like her defending and him yes. being offense is so beautiful. And it just gets harder and harder to watch as the episode goes on. Um, but poor Rex is like having a hard time with this because he tries to make light of his brothers having a, he's like, oh, they're having a rough, boys are having a rough time of it. And it's like, yeah, they're fucking trying to kill you and you're trying to kill them. And this is all horrible. But, you know, I understand I'm also depressed. <laughs> you got to joke about things. <laughs> it is a coping mechanism. <laughs> we used humor as a coping mechanism here. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, and uh, I, for- I don't know if they hear it on the comms, but they're like, oh, Maul has escaped. And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, I let him out. Like, it's fine. I needed him to cause a diversion. <laughs> and Rex is like, that's one word for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um. So there's all like there's they're all kind of sneaking around right now. And this is when Maul is like going down to the um, hyperdrive to like destroy it. And it has big A New Hope Death Star feels. It feels like Obi-Wan sneaking around the Death Star trying to go take out the tractor beam. And then like Han and Luke are like Ahsoka and Rex sneaking around. Yes. So much like that. And especially when Maul gets to the like hyperdrive room, I was just like, oh my God, this is like the way that the clones are standing next to like the control panels. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's really, I was like, oh my God, this is like horrible. (sighs) Um, (laughs) Sorry, I made this noise because we get to see Maul's power in this moment. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And it's fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so to think about because this he like takes down the whole fucking hyperdrive alone, and they're With like his these huge bare hands. And if you think about it, the hyperdrive is tapped into the force because the force is everything, and it's fucking with space and time. So he is like legit, Listen, super powerful here. <laughs> there is a tap. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about fanfic. There. <laughs> there is a tag on AO3 called Inappropriate Uses of the Force. Ooh. And it is always tied to Star Wars and like Force users using it to fuck. Um, you just gave me a is... whole fantasize about. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
this is awakening all sorts of inappropriate uses of the force <laughs> uh, thoughts. Well, this might make you not horny because of what I'm going to say next. <laughs> well, you know, we're sad so, too. So, yeah. Well, this is more might give you disgust. Um, so I say Maul has this kind of destructive power. It's really hard to imagine how much more powerful Palpatine is if Maul felt like he couldn't defeat Palpatine alone. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you tie my smut into Palpatine? Even though we know that Palpatine got his dick wet. I feel about pre-destroying uh, Mace Lightning Palpatine face. I feel like he could get it. Oh, no. <laughs> Palpatine is not a gilf. <laughs> I'm not down with that. Oh, my God. Um, so they make it to, I guess it's the control room for the hangar. And... Yeah. Um, Rex is Rex has this line of like he's talking about like everything that the clones have done to like kind of try to keep them from escaping and he's like if they weren't trying to kill us I'd be proud. Oh, which pain. Ow. Uh oh and so they're like what did I Sorry, let me try to figure out what I was trying to say here. There's no context. Wait, couldn't Rex hear them on comp? Oh, okay. <laughs> so um so we we see that they're like uh, trapped in the gravity of the planet that is nearest to them because they come out of hyperspace next to a planet. And in Revenge of the Sith, at the very beginning, Anakin lands a giant cruiser in orbit around Coruscant on Coruscant. And this is mirroring that. It, very, it upsets me a lot. But also... Hey, how what? fucking dare you? <laughs> also Lego Star Wars, but... <laughs> That's actually what I thought at first. And I was like, wait, did that actually happen in Revenge of the Sith? Or was just, that just Lego Star Wars? And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> Lego Star Wars reigns supreme. I had to go on YouTube and make sure that was a real thing that happened in Revenge oh of the Sith. Oh, my God. I'm so no. happy. I've only seen that movie like four times. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. I've seen it once in theaters and I've seen it only a handful of times at home because it's really like, it's one of those movies that is like really hard emotionally. I think it's really hard for me to watch. There's just too much and it's too upsetting. <laughs> um, so this thing that I was trying to figure out what I was talking about is um, I was confused why Rex couldn't hear what the rest of the clones were saying on comms. Are they able to just I, like mute him or I would <laughs> mute <laughs> vote kick. They vote kick Rex from the chat. <laughs> I would, I would assume so because like at that point they're like, Oh, we know he is working with yeah. uh, Ahsoka Tano. And so, and Rex made it really clear that if anybody isn't following order 66, they are a traitor to the Republic. So they probably vote kicked him from the chat. I'm really amazed at how much they can do with like the four buttons on their forearms with these comms. Like, yeah, it really feels like a Nokia phone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can also play snake with it. <laughs> Even though there's no like visual field. <laughs> Just blinking lights. Oh, my God. So this is where Rex um, has this conversation with Ahsoka about... There's no, no, there's, there's no good outcome here. Like, he's like, what do we do? Like, we aren't going to make it. They like, oh, like the doors open and they see all the clones in the way of the shuttle that they're trying to get to, 
or they're going to crash land on a planet. And he's like, okay, uh, what are we going to do? Like, there's too many of them. And Ahsoka's like, we can't, you know, there's too many. We can't get through. And he's like, well, what do you want us to do? Because, you know, either they're going to kill us or we're going to have to kill them or we all die. Like, there's no, no one wins. Which is so fucking heartbreaking. And Ahsoka takes off his helmet and he's crying. There's a single <laughs> tear running down his face and he tries to hide it and like wipe his face. Oh my God. He's like, my brothers like, and, and, are going to die no matter what. And there's nothing I can do. <laughs> and I'm and going then, to be the one to kill them or I'm going to let them die. Like, what do and, we do? <laughs> well, and then Ahsoka is like, like, I understand that they're ready to die. And I understand that this is part of who, you know, unfortunately part of their programming. And they're ready to defend the Republic to the death, but I will not be the one to kill them. And who, 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 um, you know, Ahsoka spends a lot of time, Ahsoka spends a lot of time denying uh, that she is not a Jedi because people question, like, they're like, that is not the Jedi way. She's like, I am no Jedi. And in that moment, she is what the Jedi should be yeah. um, and and what they could be. She's probably the only Jedi left. Hey, what the fuck? Because <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan and Yoda go fucking run away. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. Um, <laughs> well, Kanan is still alive, I guess. Yeah, oh, Kanan, and there's that guy from the video game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's other people out there. The but- red-headed dude that plays the Joker in... Uh, in- <laughs> Uh, what's the what's that show? Uh, I don't fucking know. Fucking oh my god, Gotham. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like that's the epitome of what the Jedi should have been. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, it's like who the fuck did she learn that from? Definitely not any of the Jedi she worked with. Really, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Anakin was always the one out of all of them, including. Anakin and Ahsoka were the ones out of all of them that really valued the lives of their clone troopers. Um, I mean, I'm sure the other Jedi did as well, but I mean, those are the two that we really see it with, like forming close bonds with their clone troopers. Um, And I think the closest we get to that is Obi-Wan and Cody. Ahsoka says, like, Rex, you're a good soldier. And... I know they're both ba- babies of war and that's like all they've known. And that's the only context that they have. But I really, really needed to hear a line from her saying, and you're a good man because mm. he's just a soldier and he needs to know that he has value outside of that. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh no, I'm making captain American, uh, captain American. <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol is strong with this one. Um, <laughs> captain America parallels because like oh because now i'm thinking clone the in season six good soldiers follow orders um and there's a line in captain america the first avenger um talking about steve rogers he's not a perfect soldier but a good man and we should have gotten that with rex (laughs) not a perfect soldier but a good man well, if Tamar Morrison is playing Rex in The Mandalorian, maybe we'll get some talk about that. <laughs> John Favreau is a Marvel man, so. Everybody add John Favreau. <laughs> Can you make a connection between Captain American and Rex? <laughs> well, make sure you're also tagging the correct John Favreau. <laughs> 
Ahsoka has this plan, and it's very much an Anakin plan, <laughs> where she pretends to be the prisoner. <laughs> they really like playing this game in Star Wars, is like, hey, oh we my have gosh, a prisoner. Yes. <laughs> like, every freaking everything has it. Um, and Rex tries to get everybody on a technicality. <laughs> to- oh, the other thing I was going to say. So in this moment where Ahsoka is like looking out at the hangar and she's trying to formulate a plan, the eye animation is really fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Me and me and Jared are currently recording through season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which if you're not familiar, there's a huge like um, android slash robot storyline in there. And the actress that plays the robot, she also plays like a real human being. And she does a really good job of like um, when she's a robot, she doesn't have unnecessary eye movement because human beings are always like their eye movement is continuous because you're always like scanning everything and you don't have like when your eyes are still, that's unnatural (laughs) or you're like focusing on something. But even when you're reading screen or like something in front of you, you're like scanning across whatever it is you're reading. So your eyes are going to be moving. And the way they animated Ahsoka's eyes in this is like so human and so real. And I was just like chef's kiss to these animators. Like all of this is so good. So, so good. The only reason I ever would have noticed that is because we were talking about robots and fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there you go. <laughs> Listen to my other podcast, Project Tahiti. You know, <laughs> so it works, it works. Anyway, so Rex is trying to get them on a technicality. And is like, well, you know, Ahsoka isn't technically a Jedi. Like, she left the Order. And it's, like, I know it's supposed to be diversion, but it's really heartbreaking. Because, like, everyone's kind of like, huh, for a moment. And they're like, no. You're a traitor. <laughs> you like, nope, we're not no, buying it. No, fuck you. They're so far gone that it, like, you know, doesn't even fucking matter. Um, and uh, apparently they've stalled enough. They've given the droids enough time to um, activate these elevators that are, like, in the fucking hangar that these clones are standing on top of. And so um, this is where Ahsoka jumps in front of Rex. And they're doing their, like, Ahsoka Rex teamwork thing and she just looks so protective and sweet and oh god I love she protect protect <laughs> um and then they catch Maul trying to run to you know steal their their uh their shuttle and Ahsoka runs after him and Maul has this crazy scream as he throws Ahsoka like force throws <laughs> <Yeah>. her <laughs> like, this, this is the- <laughs> That's my favorite part. Is Maul <laughs> has no other lines in this episode mm-hmm. except to go, <laughs> you wanted this chaos. And like, I'm just imagining like Sam Witwer coming in to record his lines for this last episode. Um, there is a very big chance that he, he might not ever get to play Maul again. Um, and one. Dave goes, now, 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 uh, Sam, what I, what I want you to do <laughs> is, uh, you're going to go, nah, <laughs> and then say your line. <laughs> what I like to think about even more is that they like, were like, oh, we need him to re <laughs> to re-record this. And he's doing this in his closet at home. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea too. <laughs> Shit, we didn't get it. We need him to re-record Sam, it. Sam Whitmore's neighbors are like, what the fuck? <laughs> the scream is so good. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. And I have issues with Sam Whitware, but I really appreciate yeah. his mall performance. Like, he does a yeah. really good job. <laughs> Agreed. 
Did you see my tweet I made on the pod account earlier today? Um, maybe I take that as no. So it's <laughs> it's the <laughs> gif of Maul going kind of yes. Obey! Um, and I was like, can somebody make this say fives? Because <laughs> you know fives fucked his fight. <laughs> Also, now I'm picturing Sam Witwer having to re-record Kenobi in his closet. <laughs> I like that idea, like, too. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> no more weird than Billy yelling your mom when he's playing video games, so I don't know. Yeah, Billy is a fucking child. Billy is like a 14-year-old boy in a 40-year-old man's body. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about how I told Chris? I was like, I was like, you know, Billy games too. And he's like, oh, what does Billy play? And I'm like, he plays Call of Duty. And he's just like, well, you know what? At least I'm not a Call of Duty boyfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shade. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, you are very lucky. <laughs> no, Chris is more of like a League of Legends. Jen's boyfriend, so <laughs> nerd. <laughs> we have a fucking Star Wars podcast. So. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Oh, I skipped this part, but you put the quote in the notes that I never liked being a commander anyway. Which yes, that kind of hurts too. I just love the way he says it. Like it's perfectly comedic. Oh yeah. Um. And it also reminds me of a boring conversation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it really makes you think, though, like, what aspirations that these clones have outside of war? Hey. What did you not do if he wasn't can, going to be no, a commander? No, I don't like it. How dare you? I really wish... Star Wars focused more on the war aspect of their storytelling. <laughs> oddly enough, you know, like it's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> because I think about like the diaspora experience of being an American immigrant, even though I am not specifically an immigrant. My father is a war fleeing diasporic immigrant, and he was also a soldier. And I think about like. If that's like all you know, like you don't necessarily have a home or you have to flee your home, like Rose Tico, because you are fleeing war. And then you immediately go into the military because that's what you have to do, or that's the only choice you have, or you get drafted or whatever, or you are born a clone and you have no choice. Like, what is, do you, like, are these, clones even given time to think about what their lives could be like outside of war do they even think that they will be able to exist outside of war like probably do they probably not commissioned and do that by decommissioned i mean killed after war does the government pay for the clones like salary for the rest of their lives like how does this work like if the republic won the war um can i say it can i can i say it can I say the thing? Damn it. So I read this one fic. <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs> At least I think it was. Um, where a big plot point of that was uh, Padme trying to uh, pass a bill um, about how to uh, best integrate clones into 
society in a non uh soldier you know like what uh, veterans affairs is supposed to do yeah, here yeah. but massively fails <laughs> <at>. <laughs> uh-huh um and like providing them with basic income and 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 healthcare and stuff like that um and some can you know you can choose to stay in the army if you want but you can also be uh discharged and stuff like that so i don't remember which fic it was but you know <laughs> like does rex want to like be a hairstylist or like an artist no. or like a writer like what does he want to do i could more? see rex being a teacher Thoughts. he doesn't want to lead he wants to lead the next generation into being leaders ha! he would also be like the football coach <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable i want to die thank you what did, what did ahsoka want to do outside of war what kind of Jedi did she want to be? I want to know peacekeeper. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> time to take my birth control. <laughs> that was very well timed. <laughs> BB birth <Wow>. control alarm. <laughs> Speaking of droids, <laughs> oh, these droids. Uh, um. So this, I'm just gonna read what I wrote in my notes because this is like incoherent. I don't really know. <laughs> How did I interpret this? Oh, look. So this is where Maul tries to escape in the ship and Ahsoka stops <laughs> him. <laughs> Ahsoka stops him like Ray. So she is powerful like Ray, but yes. probably like, even more so. Yeah. Um, because she doesn't make the ship blow up. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Go there. Um oh God, just at her next time. <laughs> well, at least Chewie wasn't on it, all right. <laughs> um and Rex grabs onto her other hand because she starts getting dragged down the runway. And, and then the clones see that the droids are helping them. And the droids I get shot. Know. And it's fucking <laughs> terrifying. And the droids <laughs> scream. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. So... I like I said in the last episode, I watched this twice in one day. Um, and so when I rewatched it the second time with Chris, I knew what was going to happen. Uh, but Chris got very attached to the droids, and I was like, "Oh no!" I <laughs> did so too. And that, <laughs> that part comes up, and I swear I'm not exaggerating when I'm like, he leaned forward in his seat and went, "No!" Yeah, Billy <laughs> yeah. oh. really too. Billy really loves animals, and he thinks of droids as dogs. Like little, especially R2 and like BB-8. And he was like, oh, same thing. Like lean forward. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like they yeah. just shot the fucking dogs. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you know. So the moment where like Rex is holding onto Ahsoka's hand and then like Stop. he's trying to shoot at his fellow clones and he's like getting fucking shot and trying to deflect them. And the fucking music is so horrible. and. Ahsoka sees he's like I can't hold him off anymore and Ahsoka's lets go of their only hope of escape hey and is resigned to die with her um, friend I'm gonna need you to fucking stop <laughs> the look on her face no. is I must save like saving her friend is more important than trying to keep Maul from leaving and that is Speaks volumes <laughs> of who the person Ahsoka is. <laughs> I don't like it. 
Also, where is Maul going? <laughs> like, I don't the fuck know. <laughs> he just like jumps into hyperspace and is like, yeah, I'm out of here. Oh where is he going, God. really? Oh, Gone? wait, wait. <laughs> I have pain. I have pain. It's like in, in Rebels in Twilight of the Apprentice where Ahsoka has the opportunity to escape and she pushes back, like with the Force, her only opportunity of getting out of there to try and save her friend. That's who Ahsoka is. I won't <laughs> leave you, not this time. I can't really think of any other think of any other character that's like that in star wars maybe finn luke oh, yeah luke my oh, baby finn luke and ahsoka <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i made chris because there's like a trend on tiktok where it's like boyfriends analyzing their girlfriend's favorite fictional characters to figure out what their type is um and so i made chris do that like figure like list all of the the guys the fictional men because i was like let's make it easy and do fictional men because we could be here for a while with fictional women um (laughs) uh, decide all the fictional men and then try and figure out what i like about them and it ended up being uh luke Bodhi, anakin cassian uh steve rogers bucky barnes and <laughs> Jesse, I'll hate me, Peter Malark. <laughs> and oh, um, involuntary soldiers. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> a little bit. Um, but it's either like, it's, it's for the most part, like people who are super fucking loyal and they have hearts of gold. And sometimes they have to make decisions they don't like to make to protect the people they love. And yeah. So I have pain right now. God. I am all in my Ahsoka feels right now. I know. She's the fucking best. I love her. You know, for all the shit that we give Dave Filoni, like, God bless him for creating this character. Yeah. I will uh, forever appreciate (laughs) Dave Filoni (laughs) (laughs) for creating Ahsoka. (laughs) And like, I, I know a lot of people are like, can Filoni make one thing without Ahsoka in it? And I mean, you right. <laughs> you right. Can Filoni make one thing without Ahsoka in it? But at the same time, like, I'm such a slut for Ahsoka that if she ended up in, like, Mando or something, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our friend Katrina was saying that Ahsoka's like Forrest Gump, and now <laughs> Boba Fett is also like Forrest Gump. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking everywhere. <laughs> Which, when she said that, it made me think about your connection to of Lieutenant Dan to oh someone. my god, who did I do that to? I'm trying to remember now. Wasn't it about like Lieutenant Dan? You got new legs. Yeah, but what he like wanted to die and like nobody would let him. Who who were we talking? Oh, who about? the fuck are we talking about? Oh, I think it was an Alphabet Squadron. I think I you're know. right. The people who are obsessed with lousy, beautiful town, let us know. <laughs> if you no, remember, we don't. We don't have I, followers like Rogue Padron. <laughs> no, mm, do we? I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, they haven't created a wiki for us yet, so please don't. Please do not do that. <laughs> I do not need any more documentation of my nerdisms <laughs> on the internet. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um. So 
Um, this is where uh, Ahsoka lets go of the ship and she jumps in front of Rex to, to you know, defend him and everybody's coming at them and oh my god it's so intense and she creates she pushes her lightsabers out away from her and moves them in a circle around on the ground to cut a hole in the floor which is the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen oh my god it is incredible <laughs> um and they land on the ground and it gets really quiet and it's kind of nice because i really needed a quiet moment after that <laughs> oh, thank god <laughs> And then Rex looks up and he get, lets out this huge sigh when he sees Jesse and this new group of clones that is stuck down here. And he's just, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. and, then and then they start running to look because there's a bunch of ships down there that are like under maintenance. And, you know, they finally find one. And Ahsoka's like, that one. And he's like, throw me. And I thought it was really cute that Rex always gets force thrown by like Anakin or Ahsoka and this time he was actually asking to be thrown like yeah. he actually gave his consent <laughs> before being thrown which I was like oh that's let's really do sweet. get help <laughs> right um and so she throws him he gets in the cockpit and then she is trying to fend off blasters while trying to get to the ship and this scene is so fucking intense because she like the ground gets shot she like goes down for a second even though we know that they live they do such a good job at creating suspense in this episode even yeah, though they we do. know the fucking ending like oh my god and they race to the surface again as the Stop ship's it. crashing and it mirrors <laughs> the first episode no, of CJ I Mandalore. I don't want it. I don't want this oh, thing. God, that scene was so intense too. I'm like, just get the ship underneath her, Rex. Like, also, <laughs> Rex, like, you're trained as a pilot too. God damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one ever said he was a good pilot. Yeah, well, clearly not because she almost dies like three times. Anyway, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she lives. It's fine. And like when she gets in the ship, like just like the look that they both have on their faces, like they don't even say anything. They're just like, oh, my God. How did we how did we get here? How did we get here? And everybody's going to die. Except for us. And the ship crashes and everybody does die except for them. And the shot of the ship crashed on the planet uh -huh. is horribly beautiful yeah it, it is really a fucking, fucking piece is. of art like i want that on my wall but also i don't because i'll just cry every day <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they bury the clones in little graves and they put one their by one on their graves and it's really sad but it's totally something that they would do and yeah. I had just watched the Mandalorian director's documentary episode before I rewatched this. So I took this note after this, but it mirrors that scene in the Mandalorian where all the stormtrooper helmets are like on spikes. Yeah. Like, so different. Yeah. Like this is a, this is a reverence. Like, um, Billy kept calling them stormtroopers because he's like their their uniforms look more stormtroopery, and I was like, they are not stormtroopers. Clones are much different than stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, they are far superior. First of all, they're not just like randos off yeah. the street. Well, and I think I think it's interesting that they linger the most on Jesse's helmet, and I, and I think it's not just because he is one of the named clones that we have, um, but I mean his 
his helmet has the Republic insignia on it. And so it is also the death of the Republic. Um, And I don't, I I think that's part of why they chose Jesse to be like the other big clone in these, these arcs. Um, But it, it really, especially when you think of like everything Jesse had to go through with Maul Mm. And then getting to where he was, and then and Rex reason, trying to reason with him with like, hey, mm-hmm. let's not kill Ahsoka. Like we've known each other a long time. Like Jesse, like in that episode with Maul, they specifically say he for some reason knew that Jesse had was older. Yeah. So yeah. like, him and Rex are like one of the older clones that have been around for a while. Just it's not fair. It's not. It's fair. not and then we get Ahsoka and her lightsaber. She leaves only one. Because I think she lost the other one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I would just like to point out again that she's only 17. And she just yeah. had to bury like an entire company of clones that were her friends. That tried to kill her. And then and she chose to... Well, she didn't choose because it's not like they could have stopped the ship from crashing. But she chose to crash with them. And rather than escape. And she had to finally and officially let go of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, because even though we know she makes sabers again and stuff like that, and she continues to use the force throughout the rest of her life, it is very much so not attached to the Jedi in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's entirely attached to the rebellion. But, like, the death of her troop um, and the death of the rest of the Order is, is, that's it for her. These are the lightsabers that brought her through the Jedi Order. And they are, need to be left with the Jedi Order and the Republic. And can remade them for her. Oh, God, that's, oh, no. And she has to leave them behind. <sighs> I can't imagine trying to carry those around. I would have fucking left them. Mm-hmm. I would have thrown them at the fucking ship. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I want to know where they are. I don't want to know what planet they're at. <laughs> like, pain. To the very end, <laughs> um, it's snowing on this planet, which people were arguing about. <laughs> fucking eleven thirty-eight. <laughs> fucking website was like. Thank God they finally found a planet with seasons. And then all these people were in the mentions like, well, maybe the ship crashed just like melted all the snow. <laughs> well, well, actually. <laughs> Dying laughing. Shut though. the fuck up. You like Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is so stupid. Anyway. Um, so actual stormtroopers and Imperial probe droids and Darth Vader land on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Anakin, who is now Darth Vader, uh, is looking around and he sees the graves. And I'm like, this is your fucking fault. You fucking asshole. <laughs> and then he feels that there's a lightsaber under the snow and he bar- un- unburies it. Unburies it? Digs it out? I don't know. I don't know English. Um, and he holds it and he turns it on. Uh-huh. And we see Darth Vader standing there with a blue lightsaber lit, which is a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just takes it with him. 
takes it with him and he walks off and our our last shot is of an Ahsoka clone trooper uh, with Vader walking off in the distance until we can't see him anymore. And I can't really think of a more powerful ending to Clone Wars. The one helmet with Ahsoka's markings alone in the snow. Yeah. Broken. And the Convery bird. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's flying around there, too. What did uh, Vader do with Ahsoka's lightsaber? Oh, I'm 100% sure he kept it. Vader's a sentimental bitch. The charm bracelet with the lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet you he still has her Padawan beads. Oh, no, why would you say that? Because <laughs> I love pink. He has a charm bracelet with her Padawan beads, her lightsaber, or something of Padme's. I don't even oh. know what else. R2 something. <laughs> Obi-Wan something. <laughs> A lock of Obi-Wan's beard. <laughs> no, but... Uh, and that's so the then, <laughs> yeah. Well, then, you, you think about Rebels and, and Ahsoka and Vader's, like, big connection, and he says, so the apprentice lives. Um, and just because I want to make it more painful than it already is, I imagine, like... Anakin, Vader, whatever, um, going back to his ship and going back to his social disty pod and <laughs> pulling out his box of things that make him sad and just holding Ahsoka's lightsaber for a very long time. And you know, he's gonna, he, the minute he finds out she's alive, he's like, I, she has to join me. She can join me. I can save her. Because otherwise I have to kill her because she's a Jedi, even though she is no Jedi. But like, I can find a way to save her if she becomes my apprentice again. Makes me think of Anakin's rationalization for why Ahsoka had to leave the Jedi Order. And it's because she had to be here for to save Mandalore. She had to be there on Malachor to literally and figuratively crack Vader's helmet or crack his mask so that eventually Luke could get in. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> I cry. Um, Cause like, let's be real. Ahsoka was probably the person, person who came the closest before Luke. Um, yeah. For she turning was the only other back. one that probably could. And yeah. it wasn't going to be her. Yeah. But you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I would really love a comic, a book, something of Ahsoka getting to meet Luke and Leia. Uh, that I said I would give my firstborn child for a Padme novel, and I got that. Um, I give my I, life for Ahsoka. I will give my soul. For some sort of content where Ahsoka gets to meet Luke and Leia. Um, and and seeing Luke and being like, oh my god, you look so much like your father. And seeing Leia and being like, oh my god, you look so much like your mother. And then her getting to know them and being saying to Luke, like, you are far more like your mother. And to Leia, you are far more like your father. And Leia gets pissed about it, but you know... <laughs> All of Anakin's children together again. Well, together for the first time, rather. <laughs> oh my 
my god so we both watched twilight of the apprentice after this correct yes right away <laughs> yeah same because i love pain um i want to talk about it because i took some notes from my rewatch and most of it was like oh i hate rebels but <laughs> yeah yeah chris and i were rewatching it we totally forgot about the inquisitor's stupid lightsabers and how they're also helicopters <laughs> we were like god fucking damn it this ruins it one of my notes is i hate ezra so much why is he in this <laughs> So the first note I have is, so when they are leaving, um, uh, so it's Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka are leaving to go to Malachor because Yoda told them to go there. Fucking Yoda, man. Like, why are you yeah. causing pain? Why? Why would you do this? Anyway. Asshole. Rex loves Ahsoka so much because he's already almost lost her once. And he's worried. And he's like, I can go with you. Like, just wait for me. I will go with you. And she's like, no, it's fine. And she's like trying to like calm him down and be like it's gonna be okay even though it's not <laughs> and then um he says something about like we'll experience trump in my book experience trumps anything and blah 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 and she's like he still thinks of her as hey kid <laughs> that hit me so much harder watching this after him saying that um and most of the rest of my notes other than I hate Ezra. Why is he in this? And then the Inquisitor lightsabers are so stupid are about Maul because Maul has all these interesting lines of this. I'm not a Sith. This Sith took everything from me. Yeah. Maul yeah. Is so fucking fascinating. And then, and then I forget, I forget if it's, it's Kanan or um, Ahsoka, but they ask one of the Inquisitors, what are you after? And they say a shadow and they're after Maul. And yep. Real quick, I didn't see this because it was underneath another note. It says, I hate this show so much. Where? No, on my notes. Oh, in your notes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking about this watching the uh, Twilight of the Apprentice, but way back uh, when Twilight of the Apprentice aired um, <laughs> in 2017. Funny. Uh, when, you know, there wasn't a global pandemic. And uh, Filoni had tweeted out, he'd been tweeting these like little tidbits here and there for a while of like concept art and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and it is the conversation between the Bendu and Ahsoka. Uh, it was just before Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra left on their fateful mission to Malachor. Um, and he says, of their conversation, you might find this dialogue to be the most interesting. So the Bendu says, you are set on this confrontation then. And Ahsoka says, I have to know the truth. Bendu, so be it, but understand this. Much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. Ahsoka says, isn't that true of all things as time advances? Bendu says, my dear, when I say change, I mean death. Ahsoka, so I will die? Bendu, will you? I don't know that. Goodbye then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi Knight. I want to talk about this because there's a million and one ways to interpret this conversation. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> like I'm trying to speak and I can't. Um, death I, as in the death of her hope that Anakin uh -huh. didn't I die think, a hero. I, I think public. I think that's it. And like death of finally letting Anakin Skywalker go. Because, you know, when Ahsoka says, I was beginning to think I knew who you were under that mask, like, there's, there, 
Ahsoka had to have tossed and turned for nights on nights on nights, thinking, how can I save him? I can return him. I can help him return to the light. Like, if Obi-Wan couldn't, I can. Um, and then getting to Malachor, having their conversation and their standoff, Vader telling her Anakin Skywalker is weak and I destroyed him. So it is the, the death of her idealism that she can help Anakin return to the light in addition to allowing Anakin Skywalker to go. Also, is it the death of her truly following the Jedi ways because she can't let go of him? <laughs> she decides to stay <laughs> and die, mm-hmm. essentially, rather than leave. <laughs> she says, <laughs> I'm fucking crying right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says, in that moment, you know, after Anakin Skywalker was weak, I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. And he says, revenge is not the Jedi way. And this is where she says, I am, I am no Jedi. Jedi. Mm-hmm. And I will not leave you. Not this time. Uh-huh. And then in Return of the Jedi, we get Luke saying, I'll not leave you. I've got to save you. And Vader says, well, Anakin at that point says, you already have. Oh my god. I hate Star Wars so much. <laughs> I like the idea. So I hate the line tell your sister you were right. Um because what Vader should have said is tell your sister I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> like that's supposed to like be his blanket apology for all the terrible things he's done to her. But I like the idea that it's written by a man. <laughs> yes, I, I like the idea that maybe he's meaning sisters, as in also Ahsoka. Um, and and oh no, <laughs> I'm having pain right now. Um, Ahsoka and Luke finally getting to meet, and Ahsoka telling him about their final confrontation on Malachor, and. Luke getting to tell her you were right about him. Are you still alive? Are you still there? Um, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I'm out of alcohol. <laughs> I've been drinking to drink away my feelings and it's not working. <laughs> oh my god. Why is Clone Wars so good? Like I could not have asked for a more painful and better ending. It was, it was really and I don't think it's kind of settled in for me that Clone Wars is officially done. Just because I think also the fact that a Clone Wars came back well, never Wars- officially set in. Kind of, wow. Um, I kind of have felt like Clone Wars has been done for a long time. And so this yeah. was just kind of like, a, like bonus content. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been at peace with the fact that Clone Wars has been done for a long time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and I'm uh, just grateful that we got this. Yeah. And, but-, but I mean, like, this is a... T- 12 year journey and I know that like both of us weren't there for the entirety of the 12 year journey but wow yeah, <laughs> the show really means a lot to the both of us yeah and to see it end so beautifully um is something I will be thankful for forever same so beautifully and so lovingly done yeah oh yeah you can tell there's so much love that went into this can you imagine all the creators just like fucking sobbing like no i don't want to (laughs) 
like this is the last mall. This is the last. So you know, it's not probably the last, but this is the last Clone Wars version of this. Yeah, and, and I mean, and as true Star Wars. It asks more questions than it answers. Yeah. Because you already knew how it was going to end. And like like you quoted, I believe it was Ash from Rogue Pod saying like, it, this is entirely focused more on characterization. Mm -hmm. But I love how there's so, like not just fanfic, but there's other like, like canon uh, content that can be created from this, whether yeah. that's comics books i mean you could even have like a spinoff show that's just about clones which would be fucking heartbreaking why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that i'm not ready also like we went from like let's look back in 2008 maul was dead maul was dead we didn't know shit about the clones but they were just you know soldiers and Django fett at this point um and Ahsoka was an annoying, like, 12-year-old kid, and she called R2 R2E and Anakin Sky Guy, which I fucking loved, but everybody else fucking hate. <laughs> I fucking agree. And uh, everybody hated Hayden Christensen. Well, at least all the fucking dude bros hated Hayden Christensen for his portrayal of Anakin. Um, and people felt like Clone Wars quote redeemed the prequels, which upsets me. But shut the fuck up. But I have to admit that after I watched Revenge of the Sith, it I was in that phase of my life where I was like, I'm not into Star Wars right now. And the fact that Clone Wars was able to bring me back to the prequels to re like invigorate that love of Star Wars and that love of the prequels in particular is very powerful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've talked about this before, like when we've talked about like our journeys with Star Wars, um, where like there was a large chunk of time in my life where I was like, I don't like Star Wars. I don't like any thing that's like traditionally like boy nerdy kind of stuff, quote unquote. Like I was a nerd about like Harry Potter and, and all of that jazz, but like I couldn't be a nerd about Star Wars. That was for boys. Um, and it was the Clone Wars. That was the first thing that brought me back into the Star Wars fandom. And like, like you, Jess, it was the thing that got me into different like mediums of fandom, like Tumblr and Twitter, because I just wanted to talk about the Clone Wars. Um, even though it was long over by the time I got into it. Uh, and, and it was also around the time that the force awakens came out. And so that obviously helped, but, um, it was really the Clone Wars that brought me back and reminded me why I love Star Wars so much. And it was specifically Ahsoka Tano that was kind of my gateway back in and, and understanding that, you know, like I could be a woman who likes Star Wars. And I know that's not a revolutionary thing to say by any means, but... But there getting, is absolutely, especially when we were younger and the prequels were just starting there was a culture of this is for boys yeah and there yeah. are two female characters for you to yeah <laughs> see yourselves in and they're yeah. both white brunettes <laughs> yeah so good for you right 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 <laughs> but and, and i've talked about how i see myself a lot in both leia and padme but i i really think ahsoka is it you know like 
she's the one I see myself the most in. And so I know lots of people are very tired of Ahsoka Tano, and I understand, but I will forever be grateful for Ahsoka Tano for reinvigorating my love for Star Wars and then also giving me another character to see myself in. Um, please don't let Rosario Dawson play her. No, no, I will riot. I'll just ignore any of that Ahsoka content. Um, I was going to say, too, because Clone Wars started coming out when I was, like, in college. And it was really awakening my, like, political and more, like, social justice side. Um, And making me, I guess, I was seeing more of myself as a citizen of the world versus, like, a spectator. I think that's a better way to put it (laughs) Um, rather than like (laughs) I was like I got into politics it's like no I always like I mean like I was in high school when the Iraq war started so it's like how could we not be into politics (laughs) like we're kind of living it but also like I don't know anyway so I I started to see myself as a more active part of of the world I guess by virtue of just understanding what was happening and I don't think I fully appreciated what the prequels brought to the table as social commentary before Clone Wars. I just kind of thought of them. I didn't think about media as much as social commentary as I did just as entertainment. Like Harry Potter was a little different. Like I was, you know, as a young like book person, I was like kind of a book snob and was like, oh, books will be always more superior to films. And I absolutely don't feel that way now. But I did feel that way about Harry Potter for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, Star Wars could never. And then I started watching the Clone Wars and it's like, well, this is so much deeper than anything I've ever, like a a lot of young adult fiction that I've read um, that, uh, that is a social commentary on the current world and current politics in the U S and just the world in general, and especially about war. And I felt like at the time, because we were still in Afghanistan, like Obama had just gotten elected to be president and it was a very hopeful time. And we were still in Afghanistan and we were still in Iraq. And then all of these, this, you know, like Edward Snowden started leaking things and so did um, WikiLeaks. And we started hearing about these drone programs that were going on. And it was like, we are like, it dawned on me that the military and I'm going to get real, real. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Super anti-military right now. I'm sorry, all you military listeners. Um, But it, it, awakened in me by watching the clone wars it awakened padme awakened in me this pacifist that was like what are we doing (laughs) like nothing has changed the military industrial complex is real clone wars is showing us exactly what we're doing as a country we have the fucking people that make the weapons you know that's the you know and the banking the banking clan is profiting from this like Uh no this to end yeah (laughs) nobody wants this to end because everybody's making money off of it and we are defunding social programs like education and healthcare 
and um, basic income and all of those other things that Padme was fighting for for like one episode <laughs> um, to fund this war, yeah. to fund all of these wars that the U.S. has been involved in for decades. And why are we doing this? And we didn't we don't have that like, you know, string puller behind all of this in Palpatine. We just have like these these entities like corporate and capitalist entities that are that have interests in keeping us at war as a country and as a world. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think about that kind of stuff until I really started watching this and being like, huh, banking clan, <laughs> techno union, like what clones? <laughs> like what are we actually talking about here? I'm probably making it a lot deeper than they meant it to, to no, be. No, you but. know, I mean. <laughs> because clearly uh, Disney bought out <laughs> Lucasfilm <laughs> and is now like being like, hey, we're going to use your fucking hashtags. You can't yeah. we own everything that you post. <laughs> like, but like, I mean, George has never been subtle about his <laughs> like how he puts politics into star wars um it is very fucking obvious that the prequels are uh, a commentary on the bush administration yeah. and the end of the clinton administration um if you're not with me then you're my enemy like how much more on the nose can you fucking get and like he said multiple times that like in the original trilogy like vader is supposed to be um kind of like the Nixon type and then Palpatine is Kissinger because he's the one in the back like controlling everything. Um Vader is just the face. Um and like uh, the, there could be a whole fucking class taught on um Star Wars and its socio-political commentary and I think the Clone Wars just adds that much more to it especially given the time period that we were in. Yeah. Um and I just thought it was really interesting that this like cartoon yeah. <laughs> was bringing up things that nobody was really talking about unless you were reading like real deep cut, like political blogs and things like that. There's not a lot of news sites that were really reporting on things like this, like every so often, but I can't think of any one specific, like any specific journalist that was like continuously reporting on stuff like this. Um, maybe Rachel Maddow every so often, but not, mm -hmm. you know, not to the extent that she is today with like the, Trump right, right, right. Um, and it's like this little silly cartoon with <laughs> this like orange alien girl awakened in me something that started to question the Obama administration that was seen as this like hopeful, like turnaround in American politics. Like, I feel like that's interesting. I yeah, don't know. for sure. Um, I think that's that shows how powerful in general fiction and meaningful fiction is for our the way that we view the world. Yeah. And why here I go, why representation and inclusion matter so much. <laughs> and why who's giving who's who has the ability to tell these stories matters so much. Um, we were really lucky that George Lucas was super like wanted these like anti-war messages in his stories because he very easily, I mean, even still, it still kind of glorifies like militarism and war and 
you know, with the rebellion and things like that. And we don't focus on the governing aspect of leadership <laughs> so much because we, it's always Star War and not Star yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I feel like is a problem, but I feel like that could have been vastly different if we yeah. had a different creator. Yeah. So I am grateful to George for keeping it real like that. <laughs> And or went out for, for George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is dead? No, he's not. <laughs> he just wishes he was. <laughs> also, um, since we're talking about Twilight of the Apprentice, real quick, do you feel mm-hmm. like Ahsoka has passive SI? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was asking um, this earlier and I got distracted. So. Probably, especially like her whole time spent on Malachor um, after being pulled from and then pulled from into the world of war- world uh, between worlds. I almost said world of Warcraft. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of. And then being pushed back into the situation. She had to wait on Malachor until she was like, I don't know, I guess able to go find Ezra. But like, how many years did she have to sit there and think? You know, um, because even though it seems like a brief amount of time for us as the audience, because you only have like two more episodes of Rebels after that. Um, and at the end, we get to see Sabine and Ahsoka's lesbian adventure begin. Um, but Ahsoka was there for years. And and the amount of things that she would have had time to think about like, who wouldn't have had passive as I then? Like, there's there's just no way. And also, she's a Jedi, so she inherently has trauma. <laughs> and even thinking about, like... I mean, she obviously has this side to her that's like, I will die for my friends. But also, I feel like her letting go of Maul's ship and her saying, I'm not going to leave you, Anakin. There's also another side to that saying, like, I would rather not live without you <laughs> yep fuck you <laughs> well you know you know in my sad twitter thread that i had made um when i talked about like when ahsoka meets luke and stuff like that and then <laughs> it ended into when ahsoka feels luke finally give himself to the force all she feels is peace and purpose and so she does too uh, <laughs> Rude. I, I, <laughs> I imagine that Ahsoka, like Luke, left on her own terms. Because if we are to assume that she's dead by the time of Rise of Skywalker, like she left on her own terms. Ahsoka let herself go. There's no way Ahsoka dies in battle. There's no way. I will not accept it. <laughs> well, and I think, oh man, now I'm just thinking of Luke and passive SI. And <laughs> oh god, we could do a whole episode on that. We could do a whole episode on that. Would need to have a big trigger warning on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I, the, the, since we're talking about this, I just you know everybody, uh, we're okay. Yeah, we are okay. You do not need I, to worry for us. I don't know if we have like specifically talked about this in a in a, a normal episode. We've definitely I, talked about this in a Patreon episode. Yeah, so. I don't think so. But like. Jess and I both live with passive SI. Um, <laughs> that does not mean we like are going to hurt ourselves or doing like we don't have plan or intent. Like we are okay. Um, 
<laughs> I'm a mental health professional and I am saying our risk is low. <laughs> um, uh, we'll probably have, like, we'd love to talk about mental health on this pod. So we'll probably have a whole conversation about that. But um, we are okay. You don't need to worry about us. We're fine. Our therapists, no. Yep. Our <laughs> therapists, no. Our, our partners, no. We mm-hmm. have, I'm assuming you also have a safety plan just oh, yeah. in case. Um, we are okay. Yeah, we're good. We have buoys. <laughs> yes. We have a pact as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, please know that there are lots of online. Um, support groups. I know I think AA has kind of moved a lot of their stuff online. I know programs like Smart Recovery, which is like a response to AA where there is no higher power and stuff like that. There's no chips. Oh, cool. Um, They also, yeah, I I really like Smart Recovery because I have issues with AA. Like you have to have a higher power and Mm -hmm. you have to admit powerlessness. Um, I don't, as a social worker, I don't like the idea that they're, you know, like there's there's situations in which yes you don't have power because of uh, disenfranchisement and oppression and stuff like that. But you as a human being aren't in, like you, you don't lose power just because of substances. Yeah. Um. So smart recovery doesn't believe in that. There's no chips. There's no like judgment if you relapse. Like you recognize relapse as part of the recovery process. Um. So oh, there are this. online. Yeah. There are online meetings for smart recovery all over the place. Um, SAMHSA is also a great website to go to if you need additional support. Thank you yeah. for telling us that. Yeah. <laughs> like- I was, uh, I was trained in smart recovery in my first, yeah, my first internship of my master's program. Um, it's, it's really cool because it's very much so focused. It's very much so, uh, person centered and strength based. Um, which I think, you know, that's the whole point of not having to admit powerlessness. Um, because, you know, majority of people who have substance abuse uh, in their life have also dealt with trauma. And the whole thing with trauma therapy is to re-empower. So I don't think you have to admit powerlessness to re-empower yourself. I didn't realize powerlessness was a part of AA. That's fucking yeah. terrible. Oh, no, that's the first step. <laughs> that is the first step. Is admitting that you are powerless over your addiction. And maybe oh. that's, maybe that is, and I'm maybe not, I'm not maybe helpful for some people. Yes. Like, I'm not here to knock AA because I know that AA works for many, many, many people and including my own loved ones. Like NA and AA worked wonderfully for my dad, but like, I can't get behind it. Cause that's just not my steez. I'm like speechless right now. I can't <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> like I feel yeah. like I recoil physically recoiled. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan right. of the big book. So sorry if you are an AA person. I don't mean to knock it. <laughs> you know what? If um, it works for you, that's If fantastic. it works for you, yeah, you you do what you need to do for your recovery. Um, every recovery is different. And it's not linear. So keep that in mind. Hmm. Wow. Um so I have a list of topics that we now need to talk about outside of this. Yeah. <laughs> I have Orgy 66. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did he say Orgy 66 or Order 66? <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, uh, anyway, 
I have Captain American and Rex. (laughs) (laughs) I have Finn, Luke, and Ahsoka. I have Luke and Passive SI. (laughs) Um... I don't know what that says. Oh, that's a merch note. Never mind. So that's all I have. I have three things. They do like a Patreon episode about substance abuse and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Because that was initially what I was going to go into. So I have a pretty decent background in substance. Yes. Alrighty. Um, Do you have any final closing thoughts about being sad and horny? I mean, I have many. (laughs) But we could be here for days at that point um i I'm think i'm really happy that these episodes brought you into yeah. the mallfucker circle <laughs> that's not what i thought you were going with that um <sighs> we welcome you with open arms we know you can't help it it's just it's <laughs> it's just inevitable <laughs> and all the rest of you out there that are mallfuckers it God was bless. not a choice it was how i was born <laughs> You know it until you know it. (laughs) I think I think my final closing thought on our very sad and horny episodes about the Clone Wars is I will forever be grateful for Clone Wars. One, because it reignited my love for Star Wars and it also brought me into Star Wars fandom um, more deeply. And then which led me to Star Wars Twitter, which led me to um, some of the most important people in my entire life. And one of my dearest bestest friends that I get to podcast with whenever the fuck we feel like it. And if you asked me if this was going to be going on, like <laughs> even like three years ago, I'd be like, no, that's no. <laughs> um, but it has led me to an incredible, wonderful group of people. And you all know who you are. Um, but it has also led me to my friendship with Jess. So shout out. Here, to Clone Wars. Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to think about, but yeah. We absolutely are. This this show that was made for children on Cartoon Network. I love kids stuff, so I am yeah, not me too. surprised by that at all. <laughs> me too. Um, so. Pain. Uh, One more drink. <laughs> also pain. I'm out of alcohol. God damn it. Same. <laughs> I think that's a that's a sign we should end in yeah. and of itself. Yeah. Um, you can find Lousy Beautiful Town. Oh, no, wait. We have a Patreon. <laughs> you can find Lousy Beautiful Town on Patreon. Um. I have not put up our raunchy episode yet, but we recorded a very drunk raunchy episode <laughs> the night that we recorded that <laughs> horny part one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was much more horny. This episode was oh. much more sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sad um, in the house and I'm in the house. Sad. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and that will be up hopefully by, I want to say Monday or Tuesday. So um, if you would like to listen to that very raunchy <laughs> episode, where we talk about sex toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you should join our Patreon. Lousy Beautiful Town Pod. Patreon.com slash Lousy Beautiful Town. Price level gets you access to our Discord where we have very interesting conversations. Um, it's a lovely group of people. Um, you should just join it anyway. <laughs> just to be yeah. in the Discord, not even to get access to the episodes. I feel like our epi- our Patreon episodes are either very serious or just fucking weird. Uh, yeah, so, I was. Most of I was, have nothing to do with Star Wars. So. Yeah, I was going back in our Patreon episodes and like listening to some of them. And like two Patreon episodes ago, I think is when we taught we had a really big heavy conversation about mental health because <laughs> I had a a bomb dropped on me in therapy, and I decided that podcasting was a great medium to process that. <laughs> 
and then and, uh, and I asked Abby later, we talked- about one of my diagnoses that I don't like and yeah. the realization that, oh, it's a valid diagnosis. Great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then two episodes later, we're talking about, uh, sex toys in Star Wars. So just Star Star Wars, Wars. Wars. not just Star Wars. No, Um, sex toys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God. Um, also Emmanuel, if you are listening, (laughs) we want to be your friend. We love your reviews. Please Please. follow us and DM us and be like, hey, girl, what's up? Um, We will be friends forever. Uh, We want to hear your view of every sex story ever. (laughs) Just everything ever. It needs to be glow in the dark and have swirly, glittery bits. (laughs) I want to know what she thinks of Maul. Is she a Maul fucker? Anyway, uh, join our Patreon. It's great. Uh, $1, $3, $5 level. There you go. um, you can find this podcast on Twitter at LBT pod. You can send us an email at lasbeautifultownpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all the things. If you're a browser listener, you can listen on Podbean. Abby, where can they find you? Can you can um, Discord's acting up. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Abby M. Cecilia. And Jess, where can they find you? I sent you a TikTok that said something yep. about Cecilia in Mandarin being poop. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Like <laughs> shit is coming or something like <laughs> that. that. Yeah. You know what? Like the- Cecilia's my confirmation name. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I didn't I didn't post that TikTok. I just oh carried the message. God. Um where can I fucking find you, bitch? <laughs> Um, I have no confirmation name because I'm an atheist. Uh, you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. You know what? I've decided that I don't like Clone Wars anymore because it led me to Jess. So <laughs> fuck Jess. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> you can't say fuck Clone Wars. You can't say it. I know. I know you. <laughs> you know what? Fives fucked my wife. Yeah. What? You did. He'll do it again. <laughs> he'll do it again and again and again and again and she would like it anyway <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this podcast <laughs> oh i forgot that i was supposed to sing the intro music just in case we can't get our intro oh, music. what the fuck audacity i don't know what's going on this is the second time this has happened yeah whatever bye, bye. <laughs>